A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She'll teach you how to make it all alright. Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury, and I'm the trans handy ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey everybody, my name is Mercury Starbutt. I am the host of the Handyman Hotline. I'm not here this week. I am taking a break. But here's the thing. We do a patron-only podcast after show pre-show, <laughs> which is very confusing, but it's confusing for us too, every single week. So after the regular podcast is done, about another 45 minutes of the podcast is played, and it's typically me, Maggie, talking about the world, life, Financial struggles, business struggles, sometimes they're goofy stuff, sometimes they're really serious stuff. But it's just me, Maggie, talking, and Matthew, too. Um, so we're going to play some of the best stuff for that. So without further ado, do please put your hands together for the best of Handyman Hotline Podcast. Ah! Yeah! Explosions. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. After show special. After show, before the show. After the show, before the show, after the <laughs> show. <laughs> uh, okay, Mercury Stardust Time Warp. <laughs> oh my God, is it Wayne's World? Did we just do a Wayne's World? Yes. Jesus, Maggie, you waited to date us. What year is it, 1992? Oh my God. God I love damn. It. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party all the time. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Wayne. <laughs> do you remember before Wayne's World when it was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures? Oh, do I re- <laughs> do I remember the greatest movie of all time? The best Maggie. Keanu Reeves movie in the world. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, I think the greatest Keanu Reeves of all time is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 2. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Death. Oh, my Death God. It's is... been so long since I've seen those. Did you see the re- Did you see the third one? No. Did you not see the third no. one? Oh, my God. Stop <laughs> everything right now. We are stopping this recording right now. Movie night. Oh, my God. That would be so funny if we stopped the recording and you and I watched the movie and we came back. Like, Sorry, Nick. You got to do yeah. dinner and bedtime on your Don't own. Don't you feel different now, <laughs> Maggie? Mama's got to do some work. Oh, it's so. It was like it came out during the height of the pandemic. Mm. It came out like June was it or July was it of 2020. Yes, it was Keanu. How did I miss this? Yes, it was amazing. Oh my god! It was. I wouldn't say. I cannot. Believe. I wouldn't say this was like a great movie by any means, but neither were the originals, and it was also like a heavy dose of nostalgia. Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah, you, you have you not heard of it? Oh my god, no! It's so good. It's so good. Oh. I love it. I love it. The thing I love about that movie specifically is because it came out during the Panini. Oh, Margot Robbie? It came out. Okay, Maggie. It came out. I was <laughs> during the Panini. During the Panini. 
And it was like during the moment where we didn't have any more content, mm. and that dropped. And I remember being like, "This is the, the greatest moment of my life." <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So I said that the other day, right? I said, "Who let the dogs out?" You know. And Basil was with me. And Basil, I've taught Basil that if you want to hang out with me and have a good time, you gotta sing along with me. You gotta always do the next part. So I said, who let the dogs out? And I looked at Basil and they said, who, who? And I looked at them and I said, wait a minute, what? And they're like, like owls. And they're like, who, who? And I said, wait a minute. Do you not know? <laughs> Do you not know the lyrics to who let the dogs out? And they're like, other lyrics, not who, who? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> they're woof, woof. Their lyrics are woof. Bark, Wolf. Barking dogs. And they're like, they are? Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> it was They're too young for that song. Are they? Yeah. How old were you when that song came out? I don't know, a teenager? I was like maybe in sixth, seventh grade. Matt, how old what 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 were you? Yeah, that track. Yeah, I like think s- about six. Seven. I feel like it was around the same time as like the Sir Mix a Lot era. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was in high school because I'm I'm what six years older than I you. I think it came out before um the Thong song, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Let's look this up. What year did? What year did that song? I'll look up the Thong song. You look up. Who let the dogs ear dogs out? <laughs> Holy shit. 1999 was the thong song. 2000 was the Who Let the Dog Out. Oh, what? Oh, so well, I yeah, was. It was close because I graduated in 99. So 12, I was 12 and 13 when yeah, the songs I came was out. 17 and 18. Wow, you were 17 and 18 when I was 13. Yeah, that makes sense. Six, yes. I guess 18, 19. So you were in the you were, 12, pro- you were in like your young, about to be in adulthood when two of the best songs ever made came out. I was in what Nick would call my chula phase. Yeah. With my really thin eyebrows and my low That's fucking hilarious. hip rider jeans and oh. my crop shirt. Have you ever read the lyrics? My, did I wear Jinkos? No, I had the bell bottoms. I had bell bottoms. Have you ever read the lyrics? The Baja oh. men have 11 studio albums. The most <laughs> recent one was from 2015. <laughs> No, no. Are you serious? I, I'm serious. I couldn't name a single song from them other than that. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my god, it'd be funny if their songs were "Who Let the Dogs Out," and then the next one is like "Who Let the Cows Out," <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then "Who Let the Dogs Out Again." You remix. Know? Yeah, remix. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That is the best line in any song ever, Matt. You can totally kill it. Fill in the gap. That is the best fucking line in it's any like, song I've ever heard. Lyrics they fill in the gap. Connecting lyric here, right later. Because also, did you hear the story about this? Did you hear the story about how this song came to be? He wrote this on set. So he nice. was he was booked for like millions of dollars for yeah. this. Like he was supposed to be like paid like two million dollars. He didn't have the song done. So he was in his trailer writing this. <laughs> and I just picture Vanilla Ice like just barely awake. Uh-huh. Being like, oh no, oh what is how am I gonna connect this verse? Oh, oh I got it. A lyric, fill in the gap. You know what I mean? Like it's like the most 
I just love I it. I bet he he put that in there as like a just a stopgap to come back to and and fill in the gap, yeah. and then he forgot and he just loved it. Well, his <laughs> his contract stated the song had to be a certain amount of time. Too. Oh yeah. So the fact that the that that like the 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 reverse. Um, go ninja, go ninja, go ninja, go is literally like forty seconds. <laughs> Just filling the time. <laughs> it's so funny to um, me. I love, I love this flashback though, because like I literally could see the the scene in my head of them dancing in that warehouse. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I loved the Ninja Turtles so much. Did you really? Yes. So I, <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm a paranoid mom. I get up and Nitro's fine. He's looking his butt in the hallway. He's good. And then Apollo goes into the other room, the spare room, and he stretches out and he looks at me and he meows and he wants me, he wants me to give him a rub down. So I gave him a rub down for like four to five minutes, hard rub down, just getting Aww. real deep in there. Good kitty massage. And then when I was done, he bit me <laughs> and then I went back to bed and then he left me the fuck alone. Oh my God. Those I, fucking cats. I am... I have no idea what to do with him sometimes. <laughs> Apollo is the biggest diva I've yeah. ever lived with my entire life. I sent you that video of Bit, right, where she was being so cute, and I was, like, petting her, and I was like, oh, my God, you love me so much, and then she bit me. <laughs> I was like, "Fucker." Mm. <laughs> I, I walked in, and the first thought I had was, Maggie has a puppy in the brand new office. There's no way this is going to end well. <laughs> fucking 10, 20 minutes later, that dog is pissing right on Maggie's fucking in floor. In his defense, he's tiny, and it was a tiny piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tiny <laughs> piss. But he also, like, he has, like, velvet fur. He's yeah. so fucking cute. He's, he's so, so cute. Sweet. How much do we got time for that, Matthew? Um, What's that? How, how long have you been recording? about 30. Yeah, about 33 minutes. Well, 33 minutes. Very gay of you, Matthew. Uh, is that, was that? Is yeah. that a gay number? Yeah, 30. Wait, wait. That's what? the Jesus number. No, 33 is a gay. Wait, do you When I turned 30, not, 34, I was like, fuck you, Jesus. Do you two not know that what 33 means? Is it like 69? No, it means butt stuff. Is it? Cause yeah, it's like two, 60, it's two butts like, together? No, Maggie, you know. <laughs> It's two people standing upright or like laying down on their sides, and the top part of the three is their heads. And the, yeah, you know that's like six... peen, and then there's a the feet. Oh, that's like yeah. It's not two butts, Matthew. Well, I was seeing, I was I seeing mean, it no, like it's, it's like two, a top-down view. People. Like yes. the bottom half of the three is the butts, and the top half of the, yeah, that's like sixty-nine. Yeah, no, it's not. Wait, what do you mean? It's like sixty-nine. Well, the reason why sixty-nine oh! means what it means is because. I get what you're saying. I thought you the meant heads, like the it, act of it was like no, 69. Like, like the way oh. that 69 looks like two people, you know, in those positions is the same. As- you know, I feel like we're just high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just took a calculator and pour, put in 80085 uh, and put boobs. Like, had ah. boobs, Wade. What was it? What, what was it? I just saw this on TikTok. Wait, what are you talking um, about? The, cal- the calculator thing. Dolly Parton's boobs weighed something, something pounds. That I'm was too, been... too, too much. <laughs> what? You don't know this? What are you talking about? So she went to the doctor. She had surgery. And okay. All right. Hold on. <laughs> no. What? Maggie. I, Maggie, I have never heard of this. 
Um, okay, hold on. I I'm remember, pulling it up. All right. I, I do remember all the conversations okay. about how big her boobs were. Dolly Parton's yeah. boobs were, uh, <laughs> boobs weighed 69 pounds. That was too, too, too much. She went to 51st Street, saw Dr. X, who gave her eight pills, or I don't know, something, this one's different than her, eight pills for her pain, which left her boobless. Because you do the math on the calculator. Um <laughs> It's Hold an on. equation? It's an equation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boobless. It worked. The phone does say boobless. And the phone yeah. does say boobless. Kind of. It doesn't look as good as <laughs> I, like a no, digital calculator. No, it, it, or boobles. The boobles. It boobless. looks like boobles. So. <laughs> it's not going to mess with like the internals. Oh, no. Mic, I'm it? absolutely <laughs> sure it's messing with the noise of the microphone. It's called a pop. Um, a stunt pop. And this little doohickey right here, Matt. It stops and it gets it gets hard. It gets <laughs> it yeah. gets hard. <laughs> it gets a little this little doohickey in the middle of this get hard. Oh yeah. And then you know you found a stud. So you just gotta <laughs> finger it a little. Yeah, I mean I was making a dick joke, but you were making a clit joke. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> but so basically, this gets soft when it didn't find a stud, and when it finds a stud, it gets hard. Oh yeah, mine does that too. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> my Instead of your daytime, my audience. nighttime audience is wild. <laughs> my nighttime audience is is like, yeah, yeah, they're way different. Yeah, I think my maybe nighttime, you're just not in front of the right. You know audience how right many now. people are going to make horny comments in my <laughs> my nighttime audience. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Maggie will. Uh, <laughs> Maggie's one of my, Maggie's definitely. Listen to last week's Patreon. Yeah. Maggie's 110% my horny nighttime audience. You know what? You're my demographic. Horny, a horny mom. Horny mom demographic. That actually should be one of the demographics on TikTok is is a woman, um, you know, man, uh, horny moms. Okay, Maggie, I a lot of my friends. Sorry. <laughs> a lot of my a lot of my friends, Maggie, are spicy. Are are? I mean, it's gorgeous. M- I'm not complaining. I mean, Maggie. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> let's back up. Let's back up. Numbers. Let's back up, Maggie. Instagram. Let's back up. Let's back up. <laughs> okay. My Instagram is controlled by my entire staff and me, <laughs> but I still use my Instagram for personal Person, stuff, right? Yeah. So, uh, but here's the thing: my Instagram is a holdover of my burlesque days. So most of my people that I follow, I would say I only follow a hundred people. I would say ninety five percent are spicy people. So when you open up my Instagram, there will be full frontal butt, right? I mean, it was very nice, but I would say here's yeah, here's what my Instagram fair. is. My Instagram is butts, trans women being sassy towards trolls. Uh-huh. And cats. That's what my Instagram is. Yep. Right? One of those three. Every time you open Almost the every time. <laughs> but I will say primarily boobs and butts. Yeah. Boobs and butts. And lots. I just think it's funny when I open Instagram oh, to work. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Face with boobs and butts. Oh, I, hold on, though. This is even funnier. Is boob butts or Tory Phantom? Am I wrong? <laughs> Tory, <true>. Tory Phantom <laughs> pops up 
on my news time. feed probably <laughs> every other time I go on to... It's because uh, you talk with them so much. Yeah. The we, algorithm knows. But also, I interact <laughs> with everything Tori on Instagram. I yeah. fucking love Tori, but I only, like, <laughs> there's only, like, five people I really interact with on, on Instagram, and one of them is Tori. So, like, Tori's stuff, pull, like, pulls up every time, and it'll be funny. Like, it'll first pull up, and then you, you just, like, look a little bit, and then boobs right there. Like, it's almost <laughs> always. Gentle parenting. <laughs> boobs. Yeah. You know, the desire I have, in all honesty, is just to, like, if I had the ability to talk to somebody and then had them feel my empathy. Yeah. You know what? I, I would love that. I would love to be able to, like, to... You know what? Bestow empathy on people. Mm-hmm. That would be mm-hmm. the fucking best power. Do you know what I mean? Like people always <laughs> I'm ask, all like I want to watch your head explode, and Mercury is like, "Here's some empathy." <laughs> 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 but you know what, Maggie? I need my allies that want to explode heads sometimes. You right. know what I mean? Right. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I think for me though, I would love I, I, of all the powers yeah. in the world. I there's always that that, that like X Men question right mm-hmm. like if you had a superpower which one would it be right and i used to always think mystique because mm-hmm. being having the ability to shape shift i mean as a trans person is like <laughs> that'd be fucking <laughs> rad that'd be so rad um to be able to shape shift um but i think in reality i would probably pick a character that could like genuinely bestow empathy on others mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or be able to connect thoughts for others. Like, yeah. if you were getting in a fight with your dad or some shit, I could connect your thoughts and make you see each other's memories and yeah. and express and out the power that that would be. If you could literally see and experience someone else's show life. people the other perspective. Yeah, yeah, and also like, you know, I think that can connect bridges in a lot of ways because we're so much in our space and in our world and what we experience is hard to experience it's hard to understand yeah that there's so there's like seven billion people on this planet and no two people have ever been brought up the exact same Mm -hmm. and there's just no way that could you know what i mean like the variables of that it's just wild well, and I think you are taking a certain approach with this whole business that is different than a lot of other creators, like because you the most important thing to you is, you know, community and um, surrounding yourself with people that you love. And so, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know everybody's like background story, but I know that not every creator has like a business partner and, and three employees you know <laughs> yeah this is true we have and like a studio downtown <laughs> yeah we've taken a much more of a, a approach of like building a foundation yeah around us and i think that like <clears throat> i've said this like almost every episode but i think the biggest advice i have to people is that build yourself up where it's kind of impossible for you to fail in a lot of ways like, my audience isn't going anywhere. I think the audience is going to be with us. They mm-hmm. want to keep learning with us. But I could go somewhere. I could get burnt out. Mm-hmm. I am not a renewable resource. There's only a fine night about a time and energy that I have in any given day. And if I could find ways to outsource um, other things that get done... Then we can expand and grow and we have a foundation of support around me instead of massive burnout. I feel like I'm coming into my own more, like, finally, after all these months, after the last two years, I feel like now we know 
it is Mercury's neighborhood. Yeah. It is that's the mentality we are trying to cultivate yeah. on all the media. And I enjoy that. I love making it whimsical and mythical and and nurturing knowledge while also talking about life too. Like I like doing the troll responses a lot. Yeah. Because like we get to dive into some really hot button issues for trans people in ways that like you couldn't have otherwise. Like mm-hmm. most people aren't gonna sit around and watch you talk about dysphoria. Right. You know what I mean? But if we can talk about dysphoria and make it an analogy about a DIY video, right. then you're 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 essentially tackling two problems and solving it with one video, mm-hmm. you know? And I love that. I love Well, that. and you did that naturally with the YouTube videos when we were filming that day. You know, you just kind of like wove in like stories of life and, you know, little like tidbits of, um, yeah. I mean, I honestly, my I wish I could remember what you said. Yeah. There's so I, many. I do that. You did like four videos in one day, but. I do that a lot. I like <laughs> do these, like, I talk in analogies yeah. and I talk in. Yeah. Um,. I don't know. I talk in like whimsical <laughs> phrases a lot, often. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just pull it out. And it sounds like I have said that a bazillion times. It's kind of why you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. That's exactly the kind of mentality because yeah. I say that kind of shit all the time, but I don't always, I don't record it. So that day I was filming it, it wasn't like I've, I've said this before. I didn't even hear that before. It was just a, a, it just made sense to me in that moment to say that. And then here we are. And now it, it's it's like it's a yeah. f- fundamental part of how we perceive everything is you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. And we constantly joke about it, about it being like, you know, we're, we're always circling back to that idea. But I think it's become a cornerstone of our ideology at Mercury Stardust Media mm-hmm. is like, you're worth the time it does take. And I also think another phrase I say a lot right now is um, be kind because you can't rewind. Yeah. I love that phrase. And I went right into that because I didn't know what to title a video. And then it just made sense. They're like, you know, be kind because you just can't rewind. And I love that because this is, you know, you know, if you're yeah. fucking around from the nineties and a blockbuster, <laughs> you know what that phrase oh, comes yeah. from, oh, yeah. but it's a twist on it because you, you don't have the privileges mm-hmm. to un, Un-say the yeah, you, you really don't. Yeah. And it's, it's in our best interest to be kind to each other in spite of shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, I always like to put a caveat on that. Like when we're talking about those issues, especially when we're talking about marginalization, like don't um I, I the lack of better terms don't tone police people you know what i mean like right. allow people to um express things in those moments too and look past the anger if you can you'll learn a lot if you can look past people's anger and see what they're actually talking about mm-hmm. because there's nuggets of truth in every sentence you know even if everything they're saying is bullshit the truth is that they're hurt, and they need someone to listen to them. Yeah, yeah. Don't mind me. You can keep talking. Because that works out so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, that if I let you, it's so funny, because if I let you talk, 
and you don't get distracted, you are fine. It's only when I ask you to. If I the, ask the spotlight. you, if I ask you to talk more, if I tell you by stretching out my hands, you instantly stop talking every single time. But if I if if I say nothing, you're fine. You just keep going naturally like a person would. But if I ask you to vamp, Maggie goes into shock. I do. And we'll never do it. It's fucking hilarious. Maggie will just stop and stare at me every time. Uh, I mean, um, it's like, you know, that question how you know that you get of like, oh, what are you thinking now? And then suddenly your mind goes completely blank and you're like, literally nothing. There's nothing there. I'm sorry. You just said, what are you thinking now? And I stopped and I started thinking. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Blank space. You did it. Blank space. See, that's what happens in my brain. <laughs> but also, I think I'm so used to vamping for the live yeah. burlesque show back in the day and vamping for and all that. You're so good at it. Of just like filling dead air with yeah. my noises. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm really good at finding things in moments. I've also done it so much, though, Maggie, yeah. that like it's kind of second nature. Like when we would do it for five star, what I would instantly do is like vibe with the audience. I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out what they're thinking in that moment. And often what it would be like, you know um like what are they thinking about the show that time or if it's hot in a room mm-hmm. or if it's really dark or the lights are really bright if i can find a way to call attention to what they're all thinking mm-hmm. and find a commonality between everybody that almost always does well like if hmm. if like one of the, the my my favorite examples i think is something a really stupid technique is when you start asking the audience where they're from mm-hmm. and when someone says a uh, um, a suburb or a smaller town outside of the town that you're in, mm-hmm. it's so easy to instantly take a pot shot at it. Um, <laughs> and one of my favorite things I would do is someone would, if someone would say to me, "Oh, I'm from insert small town outside of Madison," mm-hmm. and then I would say, "Oh, this is a really big night for you. Look, electricity." Uh, it would always <laughs> get a fucking laugh. Every fucking time. <laughs> it could be any single place anywhere. If people said Dodgeville, instant laugh. Janesville, instant laugh. <laughs> Lacrosse, instant laugh. It did never ceases to amaze me That's how funny. a dumb of a joke that is, <laughs> but how much it would always get a laugh. No, I love that one. Yeah. Look, electricity is a big thing. <laughs> Do you think working with me is like working with an alien learning how to <laughs> like use their human body? Is um, that, do you think that's what it's like working with me? I mean, honestly, I feel like an alien who's still learning how to use this human body. So, yes, but also like probably that's why we get along so well. <laughs> We're all aliens here. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like... I sometimes see people post stuff, Maggie, where... Mm-hmm. They're like, plumbers are so expensive. Electrical is so expensive. And they're talking about like a $300 bill to like remove a toilet and take a toy out or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's really not that expensive. And yeah, you... the problem is, is that people in general just don't get paid enough. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. It's expensive to them because they're not getting a yeah. living wage. And I also <laughs> like, I hear people like when it talks yeah. about economic yeah. stuff, I hear it. But at the same time... 
And like they're like, okay, well, it just took it, it was like fifty bucks or sixty bucks for them to even come here. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a lot of time out of the day just to drive across yes, town because yeah. it's not like when you walk into a job and you have all the things you're doing at your job in a store or something, right? Yeah. If you go to a job site and you end up not doing the job, you lost money mm-hmm. not doing the job. And you don't want a plumber whose only way they make money is to do the job. You right. don't want that plumber. Listen to me. You don't want a plumber that their only way they're going to get a job is if you do if you if if you hire them, right? right? Because if you do that, you know what's going to happen is that they're going to lobby very hard to do something you don't actually need to do or want mm-hmm. to do. You want the plumber who's going to charge you 50 bucks or $100 to show up. You do. Those are the plumbers you want. Yeah. Because they, they're not going to nickel and dime no, for everything else no, just to make a buck. Some will be. Some will still do it. Yeah. But, like, far less plumbers. You might have a friend who can help you, but, you know... I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a shitty system. The system is a problem, not the person saying that they, they know their worth. One of the reasons why I'm reluctant to share anything online about being a renter is because then people will give me advice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then my knee-jerk reaction is to be like, do you know who I am? Uh, <laughs> and I, Apparently they do not. <laughs> and then I, I have to like calm my tits because like I... <laughs> I get so like okay, my whole channel, my whole my whole persona is mm-hmm. renters' rights. Mm-hmm. My entire persona, like, yeah, our, fuck half of this podcast, your entire book yeah, is my, about renters. Yeah. Then you had to fight. So for that. someone wrote today to me about the whole my rent being increased by two hundred fifty bucks. Someone wrote this today. I'm not sure where you are, but you should look into tenant loss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who you are, but you should look at my butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because in a lot of instances, that's highly illegal. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because you have answered that question on that thread already multiple times. Yeah. People being like, oh, we have a red but, cap where I am. But but I will also say, though, that the TikTok has done us dirty because TikTok removed the pin comment. Yeah. And the only way they, well, they didn't, they did, they did it on purpose because people were using it as a way to like shame. Pin of shame. Well, I mean, (laughs) I was guilty of that. I was guilty of the pin of shame. Everybody dogpile on this person. Oh yeah. If someone said something, because also you couldn't delete your comment if it was pinned. Oh shit. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it became the pin of shame. If your comment was pinned, you could not delete it. Yeah. I do think that that is something to be mindful of is how we speak to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I also think that like call outs that are really pointed at people don't do the the thing that we often intended to do. Right. You know, it often puts people on the defensive rather than like let them be open to the criticism, you know. But again, something that is on trauma. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it all depends. The internet's a wild place, Maggie. It really is. It really is. Well, and I think sometimes, like, I'll look at comments and I'll see, you know, the the call out that happens in the comments 
and they tend to happen from you know they they often happen yeah. from uh, accounts that you know have like no profile picture no videos and like not to say that you have to make videos to be taken seriously but there's something to be said about like people who like yourself who put yourself out there who put yourself on the internet who put yourself like in front of other people that in in a space where you are welcoming basically criticism right and to be i i just don't think that a lot of people understand and and i probably didn't understand this as much you know before working with you but understand how hard that is yeah right and like i have often had to remind myself you know that it's really easy for me behind a you know a, a basically a anonymous screen to be able to say whatever i want to say yeah. it's completely different when you have to put yourself out there so not only like should you be called in instead of out but also like i think it there needs to be some kind of understanding of the fact that you are putting yourself out there in a way that a lot of people don't yeah. And there needs to be some like compassion and integrity around that for the people who don't. Yeah. Who, you know, become comment warriors. I think it would be way different if my content wasn't what it is. Yeah. If my content was just like um rage farming. Right. Or my content was like very much not compassionate, I think it would be a very different conversation. Or if I was just doing makeup tutorials and they're just like Jeffree Star style makeup tutorial. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they were like that, then I think it opens you up to be criticized in any single way right. that is deserving, right? But I do think being a trans woman in a field that is predominantly yeah. not... I think that like there's a context here that is really important. And if you're getting criticized for just existing all the time, when you're being held accountable, sometimes it's hard to know if that held, being held accountable is a hint of transphobia sometimes. Right. And it, it's, I'm not saying everything is transphobia, but it's very hard when you're on the internet and you are getting criticized for just existing as a person that you are, yeah. to also sometimes take criticism yeah. um, that is valid. And knowing the difference is really difficult. But yeah. being called in, is always an easier way for me to know the difference. You. This is what fuels me. Maggie knows this about me. Matthew knows this about me. Yeah. All of my team member knows this about me. There's nothing that drives me more like mediocre fucking men telling mm -hmm. me I don't know what I'm doing and then me getting to prove them wrong. Yep. This is exactly why we started the like, platform. Fuck you. We raised the money anyway. Got all the things and, that we needed and we're good. And I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be disparaging. But I just get so yeah. mad about this. Yeah. Like, just imagine three men looking back at you through a camera. Well, it was two of them at the time. Yeah. But two men looking back at you through the camera and telling you that what you spent the last year and a half doing by yourself, having no money, no resources, mm -hmm. and just telling you you're failing. And that that hurt. That hurt mm -hmm. so much. I was, like, so heartbroken. And then I spent, like, five or seven hours on a live hanging out with my audience. Mm -hmm. And you... That's where the podcast was born. Yep, that's where the podcast was born. You're right. That is where the podcast was born. Yeah. I, I just connected those dots. You are allowed to focus on something that is important to you and matters to you if we tried to care about and like boycott and only buy ethically like from every you know if we did that in every single aspect of our lives we would have to be like off grid yeah you know what i mean 
I'm not saying that it's like impossible and you shouldn't try. I'm just saying I agree with you in the fact that we should focus on one thing, right? Focus one. on something that is important to you. And again, you're going to get a lot farther along <laughs> if you focus on the, the the thing that you care about the most, right? Because otherwise, if we all tried to care about every single thing 100% of the time, we would go fucking mad. Yeah, again... I love you, Maggie. I just like agree with you so hardcore in this. Like, mm-hmm. I I feel also because like you know me in real life. Yeah, you know how outraged I am by basically everything. Exactly. Like I'm a I, I if, if people want to characterize me as this happy go lucky lady because I'm always happy in my TikToks. It's an act of choice though. That's an act yeah. of choice for me to be that person on TikTok because. Of education purposes. Mm-hmm. And because, like, trans joy is really important. Yeah. And you don't see it. But the reality is, is I'm kind of a stereotype. I'm an angry trans woman. And I fucking hate the world most of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I- I'm downtrodden. Like, I don't feel good most days. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why is it that Christian people, right? Or people in religious... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just Christians. But I'm going to make it very clear. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of different religions uh, who have, like, a a very hard time for non-binary people specifically. And I I don't understand. I mean, yeah. I, I get mad. As a trans woman, I get mad as well. But I get especially mad about the non-binary, uh, like, rejection have, so hard. And I think yeah. the reason why it boggles my mind is because, like... If a trans woman passes enough, if a trans woman or a trans man passes enough, there's typically not an issue, right? right? But non-binary people hold that space where they're often, like, there's no such thing as passing for Mm -hmm. non-binary people, right? So there's very much this space of, like, well, you just don't want them to fucking exist. You right. don't. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's no answer to that. There's no answer um, to that. It's so wild. They don't want trans people to exist in general. But, uh, like, but like specifically, yeah. it really gets me with non-binary people because you're you're openly saying without saying. There's no nice way of saying it. You could say, you know, you could be holding a teacup and wearing your best Easter Sunday outfit and be saying. Well, I don't really think kids should be watching a show with a non-binary person in it. There's no way to say that and make it not, like, mm-hmm. very bigoted. Yeah. There's no way to say that. You can sit there and say, like, well, you know, I think it's really inappropriate that the trans woman, you know, dresses this way or does this thing. Okay. Okay. You could hide. You could hide the bigotry somehow. How do you hide the bigotry with a non-binary person? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no... You're just... Everyone's just okay with them openly saying, you know, that, like, I fucking hate non-binary people and there's no way around it. Mm -hmm. It's just a wild thing to me that blows my mind that, like, not enough people talk about. Wow, this got fucking heavy. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Matt, we're done. Matt, 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 do you have anything positive, uplifting, and fun to add, buddy? Anything you want to add? Oh, you know me. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I really thought, for some reason, the guy I've known for 17 years, I thought he was going to give us something positive, and he is a curmudgeon. He's a curmudgeon. He's like, he says, ah, well, you know me. I ain't got nothing. He's the embodiment of a rainy cloud just walking around. And I was like, hey, buddy, do you want to give us something happy? <laughs>
I'm gonna hang up now. This is the this is the Midwest goodbye. <laughs> no, you hang up. No, We've you been hang up. Standing by the car talking. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> the keys are jiggling. Oh okay. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> You want a bag? <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait. <laughs> Wait. What kind of bag have you got? <laughs> I thought you might want a bag to help carry stuff. Yeah, you got oh a plastic God, bag? Yeah, it's, just a like piggly a wig- it's a used Piggly Wiggly bag. Oh, Piggly bag. Wiggly bag? Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, no, yeah, I'll go for the Piggly <laughs> Wiggly. Hey, I got a Metcalf bag that has like less holes and it's like that thick pl- plastic. Do you want to go for the Mia Calf? Yeah. Oh, let's go for the Mia Calf. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Jesus Christ. Now before you go- Yeah, what's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> oh, never mind. I figured it out. Oh, okay, good. Thanks. Right All right, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. I'm going to leave you with this nugget of knowledge that I used to always tell my burlesque students in my burlesque one-on-one class. Um I often when we were having these discussions about like numbers Often performers who are never performing before and haven't done burlesque before will be, bring the whole kitchen sink to it. Mm. They want to have a whole set designed, you know, and crazy elaborate costumes and, you know, backup dancers and stuff. And then I would tell them to peel all that away mm. and just focus on the individualism that you are, the actual unique person that you are. Yeah. And then I would tell them, remember this. The moment that you walk on stage is the moment that you are representing a path for someone else. Mm. And the moment you understand that you are enough, someone else in the audience is also acknowledging that they are enough. Mm. And that's that's all our goal, is just to realize we are enough. All that social um, conditioning, all of those pressures apply to us. All of those hard conversations and there's hard realizations at the very end of the day, where we're at right now in this very specific moment is enough. Mm. And that's okay. We don't need to be anything other than what we are right now. And tomorrow will be a little bit different than we are today. And that's also okay. You know, like just existing is okay. And we don't have to meet any standards that we are told or feel like we have to do. Because we are exactly who we need to be in this moment, and that's yeah. okay. Now I'm going to go pee before we that. do the that's podcast. So sweet. The theme song was created by Rody Walker. Questions were picked up by our production assistant, Ziggy. A big thank you to our executive producer, Basil. And this podcast was recorded and edited by Matthew Allen Hag. Thank you for listening. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Handyman Hotline, you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon, $10 or more, you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45 minute section every single week. Isn't that amazing? More of me and Maggie. Wow! So thank you so much for all those who already support us, and you too can support us and listen to more on our Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us keep the pirate ship alive by supporting our sponsors, the wonderful iFixit. They fight for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides to make your life a little bit easier. So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to. You're worth the time it takes to be you. She'll teach you how to fix your house, how to fix it by yourself. The trans
Matt, make sure you cut that dead air right out of this, even in the after show, pre show, show, show. That's going in the best of. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dick.